This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote with Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Mastering Menopause. So today I think we need to talk about some of the things that are going to be the most important when you are trying to lose weight. I think we can all agree that nutrition is going to be the biggest piece, but your behaviors and your lifestyle are going to be the foundation that your success is based on. These variables all play a major role in every single health and fitness journey, but it's the stuff that most of the population tries to ignore or just push aside. And these are gonna be the variables that differentiate between just being fit and actually being healthy. Let's start with water. I don't think it's a surprise that this is an important part of your health. Drinking plain water is going to help flush out those toxins from your body. It's gonna keep your cells functioning at optimal levels and helps your organs to function properly. The more hydrated that you are, the smoother that your blood is going to circulate through your body. However, if you are dehydrated, then your blood is going to be more viscous and that's gonna cause your heart to work harder to pump the blood to the other organs. And other common side effects of dehydration include being bloated, gassy, or even hungry. Water retention is also a common result of not drinking enough water. Your body is basically compensating for the lack of hydration and it's going to hold on to that water when it's not getting enough of it. So how much should you drink? Well, the general rule of thumb is half of your body weight in ounces. The next thing is sleep. Sleep is so important for optimal health. That's the time when your body and mind recover. So try to get in seven to eight or more hours of sleep. That's what your body needs for optimal repair of muscle tissue. This is also when protein synthesis occurs and growth hormones are released. So are you getting enough sleep? Here are a few signs that you may be sleep deprived. After you wake up, do you feel like you could fall back asleep before lunch? Or can you function normally in the morning without coffee? How about if you don't set an alarm, would you sleep past that time? And do you sleep in on the weekends or much longer than normal? You cannot actually catch up on your sleep, that's a myth. Once your sleep opportunity has passed, you don't get that time back. So the time available every day expires every day. You can't transfer it over to another day. So to improve your overall sleep, create a morning and nighttime routine and then stick to a sleep schedule, even on the weekends. Try to get in that seven to nine hours per night without fail, make that a non-negotiable. And things to avoid before bedtime are gonna be exercise, caffeine, nicotine, alcohol, large meals, screens, and stress. And so let's get into stress. Cortisol, the hormone related to stress, whether it's high or low, will negatively affect sleep quality, energy, workout quality, and your appetite. So stress hormones are the same ones that activate that flight or flight response. You will feel like your heart begins to race, your breath quickens, your muscles get muscles are firing, and uh, just think like adrenaline. So this response is meant to prepare you for an emergency, but when it starts firing day after day, it's going to increase the risk for some negative effects to the body, like headaches or high blood pressure, poor digestion, and hormonal imbalances. This is why sleep and stress 
are extremely important alongside any health journey, managing that stress. So having structure to your morning or night routines can also help relieve stress. So meditation, a mind and body practice to increase that calmness and relaxation. You can do gratitude journaling. That's going to train your brain to focus on positive aspects in your life. Affirmations. You can change your subconscious mind to replace those negative thoughts. And also yoga is great. Stretching and breath work promotes recovery and relaxation. Next, let's talk about alcohol. If living a healthier lifestyle is a priority for you, then alcohol consumption should be limited. There are so many negative effects that alcohol has on your body. I'm not saying that you can't have a glass of wine here and there, but there are so many negative effects that the alcohol has on the body. So while that body... When alcohol is being metabolized, it stops protein synthesis. This is your body's ability to burn fat. And it's 100% going to be stopping any progress until your body rids itself of the alcohol. So the macros of alcohol are tricky because alcohol isn't a protein, a carb, or a fat. It's an alcohol, which is actually an entirely separate macronutrient. And if you're counting calories, then you definitely want to make sure that you are tracking your alcohol because it does contribute to a significant amount of calories. So when you track alcohol in my fitness pal, you'll see that there are some entries already in there and you can track alcohol as carbs. So for example, a 12 ounce beer that has 110 calories would actually be 27.5 carbs or a five ounce glass of wine at 120 calories would count as 30 grams of carbs. All right, so next thing is eating out. So, you know, you're not expected to prepare every single meal at home and only eat 100% fresh, organic prepared meals. But if the majority of your meals consumed are from restaurants or fast food, then it's going to be very difficult to reach your health and fitness goals. So here are some tips and tricks. First thing that you can do is check the menu ahead of time and choose what you're going to eat before you get there. And this is going to take the decision-making process away once you arrive. And then... You can search in MyFitnessPal for any of any of the chain restaurants and they'll have the calories and the macros listed for those meals. And so you can find macros for like Chick-fil-A, um, you know, Panera, Starbucks, and some of the bigger chains as well. And if you can't find the values, then you can definitely individually add those ingredients yourself in MyFitnessPal. And so just kind of eyeball like what is the food that you're eating and just break it down into the parts. So the simpler that your meals out are, then the easier that it's going to be to track. And I've used this example before, but trying to track a a chimichanga from a Mexican restaurant, it's a nightmare. And so it's kind of like nailing jello to a tree. It's just going to be really hard to be accurate with those macros. So if you can keep it simple, you're going to have a much easier time getting those macros into my fitness pal. So it's definitely our lifestyle that's going to contribute to our overall success if you're in a weight loss plan and, you know, the nutrition is important, but these behaviors and lifestyle factors are also going to have a huge impact on your success. So I hope this is helpful. If you, uh, if you know somebody that could benefit from this information, then please share it with them. I would appreciate that. And I thank you for listening to this today. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.